Hi, welcome. This is Rabbi Francis Nataf, and this is the eighth episode in my beta podcast series. I think we're going to stop counting very soon. But in any case, welcome. I want to share with you something that Winston Churchill said, which I always loved, although I found out recently that he may not have said it. But it doesn't really matter who said it. There's a lot of wisdom in it. And after all, they don't say, they don't quote things like this in your name or mine. Churchill is reputed to have said that success is going from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. And it's actually a fitting thing for Churchill to say because he, before becoming the great leader that he became during the Second World War, faced many challenges in his career where uh, success and failure were very much intermixed. In any case, I want to explore failure and success a little bit as it relates to this week's Parsha. Before I do that, I want to go back one more time to what's happening with Corona. Um, Unfortunately, we keep on having to refer back to this situation. And one of the things that I observe about it is that many of the leaders have been criticized about the response to corona. It's hard to avoid that criticism unless you're in New Zealand or Taiwan, um, where you have laboratory conditions to control the system. There's going to be fallout one way or the other. And certainly people are going to be dying as a result of the decisions to do anything that's not completely shutting down the country, which also, as we all know, has its korbanot, has its victims. And the victims, by the way, are not just emotional, but people have died from all sorts of reasons that have been connected with isolation. But be that as it may, uh, the leaders are attacked for their response to seeing the devastation of the sickness and not acting quickly enough. That's been the major criticism. Certainly that was what we heard in the United States, Um, certainly what we're hearing in Brazil in, in, in a very extreme way. But many places, you had it in the United Kingdom, even here in Israel, uh, there was there have been complaints that we did not shut our skies to American uh, airlines quickly enough. And as we open things back up in all these countries, again, we're going to have complaints. And there is going to be, there are going to be inevitably um, some casualties in terms of lives. Now, um, It's very easy to criticize national leaders who have these decisions to make. And, you know, I've heard them being called murderers. They have blood on their hands, et cetera, et cetera. But on some level, that's a little too easy because we, in our own decisions, may not have lives on our hands, meaning that we rarely, if ever, cause human casualties. Although even there, I would say we need to think a little bit more carefully about the casualties we may have caused um, in one way or another. But certainly, we've all had our casualties. I'll give you some casualties of my own career 
when I was uh, early on, one of my first jobs was to be a, a, an administrator and a teacher in a new high school program in a Midwestern town, new Jewish high school program, the first year off the ground at one grade. And as far as I was concerned, many other people were as well. This was to save the next generation of Jewish youth in that town, meaning that uh, the importance of Jewish high school education cannot be underestimated. And most of the graduates of the uh, elementary school after eighth grade would go to non-Jewish schools, be they public schools, private schools, what have you. And uh, unfortunately, the results were many intermarriages, assimilation, and so on and so on, not too different from the average situation in America. So this uh, new high school was started with great hopes, and uh, we certainly got off to an exciting, good start. But things happened along the way that uh, ended up having us to close the school. And I often, certainly the years that followed that closing and the, uh, of that school, um, certainly the years that followed, I often thought about, had I only done something different to save the school? Um, and the truth is, there have been casualties from the school closing down. And it's hard to know, like anything we do, uh, about hypothetical ifs. But nonetheless, what I can say is that I could have tried harder. And not having tried harder, it's possible to have caused some spiritual ca casualties of major proportions. And this is something that I think is true of all of us. Rather than criticizing our leaders um, for their casualties and their lack of response to uh, those casualties, if that is the case, we have to look at ourselves and say, what am I supposed to do when I cause casualties? What am I supposed to do when I fail? How do I keep that enthusiasm that Churchill spoke about? to keep on moving forward and doing things positively. So luckily, I think we have an answer in this week's Parsha, in Parsha Korach. I'm not going to give you the whole talk about Parsha Korach, about how I understand this. Again, I welcome you to open up the Jewish press. Uh, this will be next week, um, in, depending on when you hear this, but this is coming out as Parsha Korach is being read in Israel. Um, but many of you will not hear it till next week when it's Parsha Korach outside of Israel. In any case, this will be in the, it gets complicated, I know. Uh, it's going to be in the print edition of the Jewish Press next week, Parsha Shlach in the United States. It's going to be in the online version of the Jewish Press this week, Shlach in Israel. And if you don't have all of that, don't worry. In any case, you can also get it conveniently into your uh, inbox by subscribing to my series on the Parsha. Be that as it may, I'm not, as I said, I'm not going to tell you the whole story. What I'm going to tell you is my reading of the complaint that the Jews complain against Moshe for killing 250 great men who wanted to experience spiritual bliss and become members of the priesthood, these people were killed by the test that Moshe 
came up with specifically to use the ketoret, to use the incense. Again, how and why and where you can read more about at your leisure. But in any case, what you do see from there is that God gets angry and we don't get the usual follow through with the rest of the story. What do we expect when, Mo when God gets angry? Moshe is going to pray and God is going to relent. Doesn't happen here. Rather, Moshe falls on his face. God starts a plague. The plague kills almost 15,000 people. And then Moshe goes into action, not by praying to God, but by sending his brother Aaron with the incense poetically. And you should look into that as well. But regardless, what happens is an unusual um, ending to the story that normally folds, folds out a certain way. In this case, it folds out a very different way. Moshe saves the people, but only after many have died, only after his response to God is not prayer, but rather falling on his face. And uh, he has to deal with uh, the deaths of a certain amount of people, to which he eventually saves uh, the remnant, which is obviously the vast majority of the Jewish people, but be that as it may, there are casualties. My point over here is that when Moshe sees the casualties, and there's good reason to understand that these casualties are the fault of Moshe himself, that the test that Moshe presumably conceived by himself was not well thought out. The result was that people complained. First of all, people died already, the 250 men. Maybe that wasn't supposed to happen, but even more died as a result of the complaint. But what happens is, even though Moshe understands from God's reaction to which he can only fall on his face, that he's at fault, he knows that he can't wallow in self-criticism. Moshe doesn't just stay on his face. He doesn't stay there for very long. Rather, he gets up and takes action, moving on to the next stage, trying to cut his losses, trying to save as many people as he can to minimize the casualties of that situation and then move on. So here in this week's Parsha, we can learn about how to succeed in failure. Whether we're a leader of a nation or whether we're a leader of ourselves, we have to not be brought down. We have to keep our heads on straight and move on and do the best that we can with the situation. Casualties are a part of life, but we don't have to wallow in them. We have to move on, we have to succeed, and we have to move on with enthusiasm to do God's work. That's it for today. Hope you enjoyed it. Please let other people know about this podcast series, and we'll have you hear me again in two weeks' time.